Hello. Hello. You're the new new. We well, have to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't start exactly with that, but I enjoy you can... your screen name right now. Oh, Heather is Heather's Heather has her newfound editing skills, and she's ready to put them to use. Um, I don't know if you all noticed last week, but I did figure out how to edit something out, and it is not that difficult. I think the hope is that they didn't notice. Well, I actually said... Oh, you did, I'll try yes. to figure out how to edit that, and then I was like, well, I'm not skilled enough to cut that little tiny section out, because we don't do the things that we were once told to do, which is like pause before and after you say things, so that's easier to cut it. Didn't do that. I'm more of like a one-take thing. I would rather it not be edited. But if it needs to be, you know how now. We got it. Anyway, I hi. Do, I could do bathroom fix and stuff. <laughs> all right. Only me. Hello. Um, all right. So I don't know if we really have any interesting follow ups that we need to include in this. I'm not talking about my foot. I will talk about the business later if you want me to, but I feel like we have um. more important things to discuss. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I have taken down the skim. It no longer exists. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Way to go. You do have... I, I am waiting on something from you in that realm. I did I did start a medium rant about the skim that like has transformed into many things. It has a lot of words in it um, that may or, may or may not ever see the light of day. Uh, but I sent, a, the light of day. I sent a Snapchat of Heather of just like a sentence in it t- talking shit about the skim. <laughs> Obviously fired up about it last week. I think I just saw the title. No, I think that was... I mean, that has no title. It was the first line. Okay. Um, but uh, in any event, the scam still exists. Unfortunately. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> uh, that gave me another idea based on what we were just talking about. But it, that's later to come. And it's like the obvious idea. Yeah. Um, all right. So this podcast is going to take on a little bit of a new form. Yes. Heather and I have been talking about sort of like where we want this to evolve from. I'm a big believer in all things should change and evolve fairly frequently. And anything that is doing the exact same thing that it was doing a few years ago is probably doing it in a lame, boring way. Uh, there are very, there are exceptions to this, but like I'm like I'm like TV shows should only be a couple seasons long. Like they should end. Like we should everything should end. Things should always end. TV shows have also become much more of like mini movies than the series that they once were. Like I feel like you could probably name three TV shows right now that are doing the series thing well. Yeah. Exactly, but like, leave them one or more. Just like, let it die, let it go, let it, let it be remembered. In any event, so we're gonna feel that way about our first, uh, or like our sort of rambling incarnation of Oversurge, and Heather and I are gonna just take this before we next week or next the next time we do this, we will sort of launch a new format. But right now, we're gonna talk about why we want to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think it will still be a similar type of conversation because I feel like we were kind of trending towards this anyway with topics that are now, like, unavoidable. Yeah. Like, maybe a year ago we would have been like, mm, maybe we don't need to talk about politics here, but now it's like, you can't not talk about it. You just can't. Literally anywhere you go. Right. Um, so, yeah, we've just been thinking about sort of what this could be and what we're doing with it and most of the segments we had were kind of starting to get a little bit like mm, I don't really have anything for that I don't know if we still want to talk about that 
I quit Twitter, you know, all the, it was one of the whole subjects. We can't do Twitter finds and faves if we're always on Twitter. That's a problem. Um, I also do think, you know, there is a medium for this, a medium publication that I haven't written on in six months, maybe. Oh, maybe that's where I can put my, my rent. I'm hoping that's where it lives. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, I think like for me, um, as somebody like, I, Heather and I both uh, are women who have strong opinions, which I think is a good quality. I mean, I think like there are times when it embarrasses myself about me when like people are like, oh, you'll always have something to say. And I'm like, oh, should I be embarrassed about that? Maybe. But um, <laughs> no. Nope. But like also, you know, we don't know everything. And I certainly don't know everything. And I find that, like, I go, I seek a lot of information in podcasts, but, like, something I feel like is that, like, I, the podcasts I listen to are a lot of the same people having the same conversations with the same, like, with themselves and with other people exactly like them over and over and over again, or it's something like The Skim, where they're just, like, we know everything, so we'll just give you the, like, top line, and I'm just, like, I don't like that vibe either. Yeah. I want it to be a space of, like, questions and answers and open conversation, um... And there are things that Heather knows a lot more about that I know about that I would like her to be the answer person to answer and things, places where we are going to put our heads together and find someone interesting to come answer questions for us and for you and for people. And just like, it's okay to be like, I don't know this thing, but it's also nice to be inquisitive and ask questions right. and find that shit out. Yeah. Te- teach yourself. Yeah. Um, us having this conversation and recording it feels very much like how I'm treating my business right now, which is like, I'm figuring things out as I go. And I'm just going to let you know how that's going. Because instead of pretending like there was some large brainstorm 10 meeting situation that went behind this, and then we decided to change our podcast, we literally just talked about it 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Listen, we talked about talking about it before then. We just didn't actually talk about it. <laughs> and then we texted about talking about it. Yeah. And then we rescheduled talking about it until right before we started recording exactly um, yeah just sort of like you said things things should evolve and that's kind of where our conversations were going anyway we we both certainly listen to a ton of podcasts so we know what we like and I'm always a big believer in building something that you would use or listen to or want to read and not just what you think other people want to hear um so yeah I mean I, I think know. like we've always wanted and we'll figure out a way to make it happen like this to be a place where people can come and ask questions and like we like podcasts where people ask questions and get answers and advice podcasts and things like that and like there's so many like places in the news and politics world that just don't really have a space for that it's the other way it's just like a pushing out of information not a conversation about it yeah that's a good observation it is like Almost everything you read in politics or in health is like, here's what I think you should be doing, or here's what, like, science says you should be doing, therefore, why aren't you doing it? Not yeah. Like, what do you think about this? Or, like, do you think that would work for you? Um, and I do feel like politics right now feels very much like a one-way conversation of, like, either they're telling you what's happening or you're being furious about it, like, one or the other. Like, no one's really having a good dialogue. Right. And I feel like I hear the conversation over and over and over again that um, people are like, I'm just trying to figure out like the thing to do. What am I supposed to do? What should I do? And even then, like the actions that get sent back to people are very, um, I don't know, something about the tone of them has been getting to me too. 
I am like a little bit of the repetitive nature of it where like, let's try to think about things that people can do on a daily basis to make themselves feel like they are, um, you know, moving forward mentally, emotionally, all those things. Yeah. Um, learning new things, figuring out where they, where they stand on issues that aren't like certainly call your, call your representative when you're upset about something, but like, you know, the, the, like, yelling into the void of I'm trying to figure out something to do and, like, the resounding, like, echo back and, like, call your representative. <laughs> like, I feel like it's, you know, eventually or that gets like, hard. I don't want to be on the phone anymore. <laughs> like, or, like, you know, I, there we're, like, settling into, I think, what is, like, the dangerous lull of time when, like, this world feels normal now because that's just, like, the... It's, it's, it's the new norm that right. shouldn't feel normal. It shouldn't feel normal, and there are other, like, places and people and ways that we can, like, give our effort and love to. We're going to find them. We're going to figure them out. All right, so what we're going to be testing out is a mix of women, politics, and health, which are all things we are already talking about. It's just going to be a little bit more organized. Um, Or will it? Who knows? (laughs) We will see. Um, you said you had a question that you wanted to start with. Um, I do. Uh, it's something that I feel like is like my, one of my big life questions and, you know, I don't have any, uh, degrees outside in, in, in health or fitness or anything like that. Like I don't have any certifications, but I still am somebody that people come to with questions cause you know, we did Sprite and I have a outward passion for these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I have a hard time and I would like to know your take on it, Heather, because I'm sure that you get this too. Uh, I have like lots of friends who are wonderful, confident, competent people in many, many ways, but sort of are like have frustrations around, you know, some like body image stuff and where they stand with it and what they want and what their sort of like dream, I'm air quoting dream body is over here. And like, you know, and like, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone for thinking about those sorts of things or for wanting that or for seeing a standard out there that like feels like something that you want to achieve. Um, and in my head and in my heart, I want to say like, no, like you want to be strong. You don't want to be like a rail. Like you want to feel the strength of your body doing things like, like lifting heavy things and doing hard stuff. Like, but like, there's only so much I can project that as much as like, and, and, like, obviously, of course, I've had my own struggles with these things as well. But, like, I do feel that way. Like, at the end of the day, like, I am happier being stronger than I am being thinner. But, like, right. it's a really hard conversation. And I, like, imagine that that's something that you have to deal with all the time. And I just, like, really came at you with an intense question that you were not at all <laughs> prepared for. But I'm saying, like, in, casu- in casual conversations with friends, when people ask you stuff like, oh, like, what should I be doing to work out? Or what should I be doing to... I want to lose five pounds. Like, what should I be doing? Like, how do you, outside of people that, like, are paying you for your services, when you're literally just talking to friends, like, how do you deal with those sort of casual conversations? So I actually think that I have less of those casual conversations. And just, like, as I'm thinking about it right now, I wonder if that's because people, because I do work with clients in that capacity, if people kind of, like, draw that line of trying not to be like, oh, are you a friend or are you a coach? Whereas I think 
in your situation because people know what you're passionate about because you run and you hike and you swim and you've had the company where we talked about health and fitness a lot. Like maybe they just, there's like kind of a more open window to talk casually about it. Whereas I have those conversations more with clients and not as much with friends, at least not really anymore. If people come, like if friends come to me with questions, it's usually more like, how far should I run this weekend if I'm training for a marathon that's in like four weeks? What do you think? You know, like I'll kind of get like the running questions, not so much the nutrition. And I think there's probably some part of people who feel like they might be judged by me because of my knowledge base, which like hopefully if they know me as a friend, they would know that that's not true. Um, but I mean, with clients, usually the like, I mean, food is like one of the last things we talk about. Like, yes, it comes up because it's like what people expect to talk about, but it's usually the last thing that like, it's usually not what becomes the bulk of the conversation because the bulk of the conversation is usually you think that you want to be this way. So like, here's your, here's your dream self on the one side of the spectrum. And here's your reality self on this side of the spectrum. And like somewhere in the middle, you will be happy. So what does it take to become this dream self? And is that realistic for your life? And then when you think about the things that you would actually have to do in order to do that, do you think that it would make you happy? And for how long do you think it would make you happy? You know? Um, so I don't know. I mean, with friends and like with myself, I've always just kind of, the conversation has been more of like, if you got to that point, like what would it require of you on a day-to-day -day basis? And is that really what you want for your life? If yes, then like try it and see how sustainable it feels, you know? And like, maybe that is sustainable for your life, but probably not. Um, like I had that conversation with a client today. It was like, here's what I used to be and here's what I am now. And I don't understand like the disconnect because I know all the things I should be doing, but I can't do them anymore. And it's like, well, you only have so much discipline in your head. And eventually it becomes really fatiguing to think that way. And for some people, there's a more moderate journey of, realizing eventually like this is not the way that I'm going to be happy and for some people it takes doing it for a long time and realizing like this is mentally fucking exhausting and I can't do it anymore you know like there's just a breaking point and you hopefully can like catch people before that happens but a lot of times like what I'm going to say to someone and what they're going to do are probably two different things you know yeah I mean how do you get someone to think about or like to get take the moment and say oh you're right, I'm happier when I'm maybe not this extreme version. I'm in the middle somewhere and take the step back and be like, oh no, I am okay and happy with this even if it's not 24 hours a day. I'm happy with every moment of everything and every piece of clothing I try on or every like yeah. photo of me that exists. But like all, all in all, I'm like in a, the, the general area that's happy. So I think the more that I've like, I mean – the older I get, the more that I work with people. I think what it comes down to is identifying more of like the root of there may be unhappiness or stress or anxiety because food is just what they seem to focus on, you know? Like, it's rarely that they're not eating the right things or not exercising enough. It's like there's this other thing going on in your life that you're actually trying so hard to ignore that you're doing all these other things. So, like, if I were close enough to someone as a friend and could try to broach that, I would try to, but that's a really, really fine line. I mean, even with clients, it's like, 
you know, I'm not a psychologist, so right. I'm not going to sit here, try to say that like your stress from X, Y, and Z are the things we really need to focus on. I mean, sometimes I'll, a lot of times I'll bring that up, but it's like, that's not really my scope of practice to sit there and, you know, coach you on that. But, um, I mean, I, I do see because I've been, I've had disordered eating, I've been really thin. I've actually, I've over-exercised myself. Like I've done all of those things. I, I maybe tend to like try to see it in people more than I should, but I also like recognize a lot of behaviors in people that I had myself. And it's like, I cringe a little bit cause I want to be like, let's talk. Like it doesn't have to be like this, but then there's, I mean, someone has to be ready to hear it. So it's more of like, you know, trying to find like, what's the thing that's making you feel stressed or what's the thing that's making you feel anxious. And maybe as your friend, we can like talk about that and kind of get you into a better place. Because if someone's trying to like over control food or over control exercise, it's because something else in their life feels out of their control and they are just overcompensating, you know, like finding, I mean, that's certainly what I was doing. That's what a lot of like the source of many, the beginning of many eating disorders is like, this thing is happening and I can't do anything about it, or at least I think I can't do anything about it. And therefore like, this is what I'm going to start to control. So probably not a conversation you should broach with friends. Um, but I mean, no, no, I know what you're saying. But I feel like I, yeah, I mean, I feel like I get a lot of like, I'm doing soul cycle and I feel like it's making my legs big. Like what should I be doing? And like, Heather and I just both gave each other the same face, which is like, (laughs) exactly. I'm like, oh, listen, you're talking to someone with like, with like very strong legs. Like, I think that that's good. So I don't know how to help you. Yeah. I mean, you could do like the, why are you concerned about your legs getting big? Like the, the five wise game, like just kind of bring people to the realization that like, oh, maybe it's not that big of a deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, more than anything, and this is true in like, any type of counseling I think food fitness mental whatever um I can only speak to food professionally but you have to get people to say it themselves like you can't tell them something oh for sure with them you know it's like I have to pull it out of you because you can hear it from me and it's going to be virtually meaningless right and like you also for yourself and I think, like, it's also, you have to just listen to people for what they're saying and what, and, and you can try to figure out what they're actually saying or what they're actually feeling, yeah. but you also, you also should hear them for what they are literally saying and, you know, right. like, listening is, 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 is important. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ongoing, ongoing questions. Ongoing, I mean, yeah, there's not, like, a good answer to that, but it is a lot of, like, you, I mean, people... From what I've gathered, people feel badly about one thing or another about themselves because, like, again, there's something in their life that they can't control or they have, like, some sort of anxiety that they're, like, not used to dealing with. Like, I feel like in the past year or two, I've only just begun to begun to recognize, like, the physical symptoms of anxiety. Like, I've always just been like, oh, I have a stomach ache. And I try to think back, like, what did I eat, you know? And, like, I've just recently realized that, like, it's probably not something I ate. There's, like, some level of stress or anxiety I have about something has nothing to do with food. I just, like, that's where my mind goes because it's, like, a part of my digestive system that hurts, you know? So I'm like, hmm, I must have ate something funky. But it's, like, that's probably not always the case. Um, So it's, you know, the same with, like, sort of controlling food or 
behavior, exercise, whatever. It's like, that's just the one thing that you grasp onto because it's easy to control. Yeah. It'll feel like it'll be interesting to see whether the anxiety of like our current situation in this God. country, like has negative effect on people in that, you know, in that sense too, you I know, mean, like no kidding. Like, I feel like my personal stress levels are higher and I can trace it back to like when I get on Twitter or when I read news and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I mean, talk about feeling like something is out of your control. Holy shit. Like it's just spiraling. Ah. Right. And like, you know, people like the self care has been a buzzword for a little while, but I think it's like, especially a buzzword right now. And I know it right. mean like a lot of different things to a lot of different people and you hear it and you're like, yeah, yeah, great, great. Sounds great to like curl up in a bathtub with the candle and all that. But you know, it's like, that's, that's not what it is for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. The hoogay, the hoogays of the world. Yeah, exactly. The hoogays <laughs> of the world. But like, that's not, you know, there are like many other different ways to take care of yourself as well. Right. Oh man. Um, so yeah, so that's one thing we'll talk about. Yeah, health, exactly. Health, We're gonna talk how it's relevant to us now. Um, so let's just shift gears a little bit since we weren't really ready for this format quite yet. What, no, no. What are your plans in New York next week? Um, I am going to help my brother who like doesn't like really need help, but, um, his wife is going away on business, so he's going to be alone with the baby for the first time. Oh, fun. Um, for you. So I told him that I would come. And I told him that I would come hang out with him That's for a few days right. while. Yeah. I mean, the baby, like, has a nanny most of the time. It's like the evenings. We'll just, like, hang out. And yeah. So will the baby. I don't really... I hope somebody has, like, written instructions somewhere, <laughs> but... Uh... Um, we had a dog tour this past weekend because we were in Florida and I'm just like, well, first of all, I still feel very guilty for leaving her, even though I'm sure she's fine. But like, she didn't eat for like three days. Like she hardly touched her food and she didn't really eat today when I was home. And I'm like, okay, this is a problem because this thing like scarfs down food when you put it in front of her. Um, yeah. So, I mean, she had to have eaten because her food thing that we, like, filled up for this house sitter before we left is empty. I'm like, that shouldn't be empty in three and a half days, but okay. Um, but we came home last night and, like, her... So when you're... When I... So when you're saying she hardly ate, okay. that's not true. <laughs> well, she I, did th- eat. I think she maybe threw a lot of it away because I think she was overfeeding her, which could have been my fault. I don't know, like, if I if the instructions I left were really confusing. I also left like six pages of instructions because I'm crazy. <laughs> uh, and maybe like four pages, but it, fe- it felt like a lot when I printed it out. I was like, Hmm, this is a little too much, but we, our flight was at six in the morning. So like she came and we weren't here. So it's not like we could like walk her through things. She came a couple weeks ago to like meet the dog and say hi, but I'm like, everything I tell you tonight, you're going to forget because that's what I would do. Um, so anyway, we came home last night and like half of our food bowl was still full of food and there was a chew stick in it. And I was like, what is this? And so I texted her. I was like, hey, we're home. Thanks for everything. Like, blah, blah, blah. She was super nice. I hardly heard from her for the three days. Like we heard a lot from her on Saturday, the day we left. And then I heard like nothing. I had to text her and be like, everything okay over there? Like, hello. <laughs> she was like, yep, everything's great. I'm like, okay. Um, 
Wait, but like, rewind. How? What is your expectation there? Did you set an expectation of like, text me five times a day about the dog? I mean, I like, I, I like, I have a dog. I've been there. I've been away, and I'm like, I haven't heard from this dog person in days. I'm like, also like, they would certainly tell me if something was wrong. You would and think. so here's where I got frustrated. My, I'm like all over the place right now. Um, so <laughs> we came home, and half of her food bowl was full, and there was a chew stick in it. I'm like, that's weird. So I texted her and said we were home, and I had texted her from the airport to say, like, our flight's on time. And she's like, okay, great, I'm going to leave around 5, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then she sent me a message and was like, I vacuumed, she, like, pooped and peed, she's in her crate, she had dinner. I'm like, wow, thank you so much, that's more information that I've heard from you in the past three days. Um, but it was, like, super sweet, the house looked great when we came in. Um, and then I saw the food bowl, and then this morning I tried to, like, I fed her breakfast, and she, like, looked at the food bowl and, like, walked away, and I was like who is this dog and where's my puppy? Like she scarfs her food down. She has a slow feeder to slow her down. And then it still takes her like only five minutes to eat her food. So I texted this girl and I was like, Hey, did, did you have any issues with her over the weekend with eating? Like we noticed food in her bowl last night. She didn't really eat breakfast this morning. And she was like, Oh yeah, since Sunday, she's only been kind of like picking at her food. And I was like, where was this update? Like, why didn't you tell me that? That's really unusual. Like she never does that. I was just like, oh, God. And then... I can only hope that in, like, two years I'll play this back to you and you're going to be like... (laughs) She's a baby, though. She's just a little dog. And, like, ugh, I just was like, where was this update? Also, why is her food bowl empty if she was hardly eating anything? Uh, Or why is her, like, food container thing empty if she was hardly eating anything? And then... um, I had to ask and found out that she had, like, two accidents in her crate, which is, like, what happens when we leave. She gets nervous and does things that are unusual but I'm like why didn't you tell me that you know <sighs> anyway I, because, I mean this was that you said I hope someone left instructions and I did leave instructions <laughs> I left very detailed instructions uh, I didn't really right I didn't really set a communication expectation but I think I did say that like the last time we left we kind of heard from someone like every day like letting us know how things were going and the first day, she sent us I think three we just, photos and was, like, really communicative, and then nothing. I think we just need to be clear about our <laughs> desires and our needs. I think I just need to not travel for a little while. It makes me anxious. Ugh. You're gonna need to be okay leaving <laughs> the dog. I know. We're leaving again in April. We have a wedding in Phoenix, so that's my next trip. And I have, like, an overnight um, next month. But Mike's going to be here. Mike's going to be there. So hopefully you <laughs> trust him. I do trust him. I definitely trust him. <laughs> yeah, good. He, he doesn't good. need any instructions. He's got it. Um, I had a question about running stuff. Are you traveling for that Wazelle race that I just got some email about? No. It's at the end of April. It's like too much. Okay. I would like to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's why I was wondering year, if that was your travel. No. Um, nope, I don't have any races on this. Also, like, I'm in no place to be planning for races right now. Zero running. 100 <laughs> yards at the most yesterday. That's what I've done for the past month. Past five years. Yes. Also, also though, you are you know yourself well enough that if you if you ran and your foot was feeling fine, 
you could do a 10 mile race and be fine yeah pretty fast my friend today actually emailed me and was like hey do you- not that you would run pretty fast but like you would be there i would like fast. build back up you'd be able to do it yeah um someone emailed me today and asked if i wanted to do the cherry blossom 10 miler which is the first weekend of april and i was like i don't feel like i'm in a place to commit to that right now but don't count me out just yet yeah we'll see that's definite maybe uh you're on the wazelle email list didn't know that I'm on the Wazelle email list. I have never purchased anything from them. Um, I don't, I like, I would, I will be honest that like one of my big, like, I don't, I just never really have like fully understood like the, your passion for Wazelle. <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. <laughs> I see how it is. Um, I, but I also don't have any of the clothes yeah. and, uh, I did read, I don't know if it was the Wazelle, whatever, I get that other newsletter, that morning shakeout newsletter, which I have like very mixed feelings about, yeah, it's a lot. but, um, it's like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, and sometimes I'm like, whoa, um, and uh, he linked to so like I, I didn't I didn't I like really pay attention to whether it was a woman who was just like a very like a big Wazelle runner or the Wazelle like founding lady, um, who like took two months off of social media or something. And I like read yeah, that yeah, yeah. piece. Yeah. Oh no, she's not the Wazelle lady, but yes, she's I involved. know her name through like you talking about her. But she's involved because she was talked about it. Um, so I read her piece about taking a few months off. I like Lauren Fleshman a lot. Um, so I like... <laughs> I like that piece. Um, I like that I'm post. I think of how I even, like, originally heard of them or found them, stumbled upon them. I feel like there were a few people I followed on social media who started wearing their stuff, like, three years ago when it was still pretty new. And I was sort of like, mm, that looks cool. And then you like look into it and it's like an all women clothing company for women. And I was like, yeah, I'm into that. I also think probably what happened is I transferred my like intense love of Lululemon to Wazelle. <laughs> because Lululemon is undeserving. You're just really. Um, That's correct. Totally agree. Totally agree. I'm, I'm not I against it. I just like, um, I guess maybe I've never really known. And like, sometimes you like tag them in your Instagram photos and things. Yeah, or no, like, that's because I'm on like the team. Use their hashtags. I'm on like the Volet community team, which basically is an annual membership. And they use the money that we pay to help pay for their professional athletes. Um, and then we get like, they do like okay, meetups and there's like a Wazelle like DC group. Um, they have their own little like social network thing set up. It's a terrible website, but at least it's not on Facebook. Um, and we get like free shipping on everything, which is not that big of a deal because I think their shipping is like five dollars flat anyway. But um, it's just like a feel good contribution. I, they're still not profitable from what I've read, but they have investors and they're like doing well. So I'm like I support this. Um, I was just I was super involved with Lululemon for a long time because I was an ambassador at two different stores and like worked there and got a lot of their free stuff and like oh this is fun and I really liked it for a long time and then it just went so quickly downhill with like Chip Wilson's statements and like the overall vibe I was like ugh I can't do this I need like a new company and then Wazelle just came 
floating up into my atmosphere. Came right into your life. Needed it. Exactly the time you needed it. <laughs> and I like it. how outspoken they are. Like I like their vibe. The clothing is good. I mean, I like like I like it better than I do Nike or Under Armour or anything else. Like you know, um, do I think Lululemon is still a higher quality? Yes, but I would rather support Wazelle. Oh shit. This is not off the record, girl. You gonna edit this shit out? I think they're coming along. Like the stuff that I have that I've purchased more recently, I like a lot more than some of the original stuff I bought. Although the very first thing I bought was a long sleeve shirt that was it's like Where still is my it? favorite long sleeve running shirt. So there's that. Is it like do they have like are they public about their manufacturing practices or anything like that? Is that part of their I mission? I think it I is, up, sure. but you are asking the wrong person. Um, I don't remember like what they've said about that, but if if their practices stay true to my dreams, then they've they've been really ethical about everything. <laughs> of course. Well, listen, you, like not every, you can't have every mission. You got to like choose the ones that are your priorities and they've got, they may be, you know, whatever it is. One of their um, like most famous and probably most successful, at least recently professional runners just went over to Nike, which was like, could have been a huge deal. Was that in the morning shakeout? Yeah, I think that was in the I think I read shakeout. that. Yeah. I think that was in that newsletter, which is certainly the aspect of it that like I don't have well, that much interest in but um sponsoring it this month yes um so i wonder if that's why he's writing more about it no Is they're that... not that was last month no i think that he has a different i think it was that was last month sponsor he's week, got a different but, one now uh regardless they recently sponsored it um i was pretty shocked by that anyway we're talking about a newsletter <laughs> called the morning shakeout um, for anybody Mario... who's interested in it Ferioli or something? I don't know how you say his name. Um, you're, you're right. You're right. Wazelle yeah. is So the morning the shakeout, nice sponsor. little newsletter. Uh, it's usually pretty long, but I skimmed through it. I'm not interested in the two-hour marathon thing. He feels very strongly about that. Not interested. Um, that's just people have too much time on their hands. Not interested in that um, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So Kate Grace went, recently went over to Nike, and I was, like, really surprised by that, but then was all put up a post about it, and I was like, of course they did. So classy. So classy. <laughs> and that's why you exactly. love them, so. Um, I'll leave it up to you to find out what their manufacturing practices are. I couldn't tell you. I, will, I, will, I can look into it. I can look into it. They send out but a I lot of emails. Email about their run. I could I could do with maybe like um, one less email from them per week, but I open them just to check it out and see what's going on. Are there any newsletters that you've subscribed? <laughs> exactly. You know they're um, looking. Are there any newsletters you've subscribed to recently? Um, I subscribed to the yeah. Morning Shakeout for the past I don't know month or so. Uh. I get I get this really really intense newsletter about podcasts. It's like like no one is ever taking podcasting as a business more seriously than Hot this pod. one newsletter called Hot Pod. But is Hot there a pod podcast what about called. newsletters? Um 
gotta go both. Ways. I think there is a podcast about newsletters. Um. Yes, this newsletter about podcasts is like really long and like just like a lot about like which producer left which podcast for which podcast. It's like very like media, like inside baseball y. Um, but this week actually it was like sort of an interesting um, discussion about, you know, one of the like hot topics that is like a current news is like whether or not the government, um, the White House will uh, eliminate funding for the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, uh, which is, you know, does a lot of funding for sort of local NPR stations, which like maybe they're not on the forefront of like podcast innovation. I mean, there's like other companies that have popped up, but like where a lot of it began, um, obviously we're like radio, but, uh, but, you know, have still also been producing some amazing podcasts over the years and sort of like have always been at the beginning of that. So it was an interesting sort of, uh, analysis of that, but, uh, I've seen a few tweets where it's like it really annual budget user. of continuing to send POTUS to Mar-a-Lago is 150 million annual national public broadcasting budget is a hundred million or like whatever the number is. It's always lower yes. than these like ridiculously extravagant things that are happening. Yeah. And it's one of those things that um, like when you dig into it, there are different, there are like repercussions that are like, yes, a lot of these shows that are, um, you know, you can get on NPR apps or whatever are based in sort of local NPR stations like would be defunded uh and i think like there are some like counter arguments to that about yeah. I don't, whatever blah blah blah. i don't agree with them um but they do exist they do exist <laughs> and but also like the tower like you know like the radio towers that are used are also used for like emergency signals and like they would not you know it's like there are different there are implications beyond like people being precious about npr stations so, I don't know, interesting, like, learning a bit about that, but, like, I don't say, I can't say that I will, like, can speak on it with any authority at this point, Add but maybe that's list. something for us That'll to look into and <laughs> learn about. Um, yeah. Uh, Alright, well, Somebody explained I feel like to us. that's, um, you know, we've got a new format. We'll have set topics next week, perhaps with our first guests. We're open to We're gonna suggestions. Work on it. You can reach us by tweeting at Molly Goodson, yeah. but she's not on Twitter right now. Um, at Heather DCRD. I'm coming back. I'm like I'm uh, dipping. We have. I'm dipping my toes we back have in. Have a podcast Twitter. It's called at Dipping now My Toes Back In. Uh, I think we talked about that last week. And our Gmail is overservedpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Nothing fancy. Um, not in. Have you checked that email address? <laughs> we will start checking it. All right. Well, um, we will start checking. If you yeah. have any topic requests in the realms of politics, women's health, or something else random that you would like us to discuss, <laughs> something that you don't know about. You know anything. Right. Listen, if you have, like, a question that you just don't know about that we can help you, we can we, let's, let us find the people. We know lots of people. We'll find it. Um, right. Or, like, you just want to hear a perspective on something. Let us know. Um, we'll, we'll find somebody. Until next week. We will. Adios, peeps.
Until then. Bye.